0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 77 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. Play that funky music, Katie, if you would be so kind. Thank you very much. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. Definitely not. It's not our thing. Uh, Everything is free for everybody. If Mm -hmm. you like it, support us. If you don't, fine. Um, Anyway, (laughs) it's lovely to have you listening along. Is there anything else I normally say in this bit because I haven't got my notes up?
1: Uh, Then you say, so, Katie...
0: Oh, no, 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 sorry. I do say visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast if you want to sort of say leave anything. a comment or anything like that so, yeah. so do that
1: okay and yeah. then you say are you here katie yeah. or sometimes you say how are you katie and then i'm like oh i can't really uh, say i'm here to how are you
0: i suppose like you could work on that you could probably come up with a way of, yeah. of responding to the to the how are you question rather than i'm the, well really, and i'm here oh yeah mm-hmm. very good so anyway how are you katie
1: I'm good. Stephen has just asked to go out with one tiny, delicate clip of his claw onto the pane of
0: glass. Yeah. Like a vampire, <laughs> but in reverse. Can I go out, please? Can I go out, please? We'll see like if that. he does
1: it again, and then we'll decide. Oh, that was a gentle one, wasn't it?
0: I didn't even hear that one. It was so subtle. Okay. But I've got a bit of hay fever. So I thought i turned turn bit...
1: the dishwasher off, but I didn't. Oh, don't worry about that. Okay. Look,
0: everybody's got a dishwasher, right? They all, all know right what the dishwasher sounds like, it's fine, don't okay. it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, there, I got that one. Okay. That was a definite clonk on the glass. Anyway, should I let him out?
1: I'll let him out. All right.
0: Anyway, it's Sunday evening fetchies, and so we're recording this a little bit sooner than normal, uh, because uh, I'm off to Wales tomorrow to see my folks, and... Uh, I'm not. And Katie's not, so um, we'll be in different places, but well, that's cool. So uh, anyway, let's get back to how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm a bit you? sad not to be coming to Wales, but it's all happened quite last minute, hasn't it? And by the time it was being arranged, I was already booked up with clients this week, so I am not free to do so. Yeah um but it's a good opportunity for you and your lad to get down there so we're yeah, so my going f- with
0: it my folks are moving house and it's all happening pretty quickly so yeah. um all going really well um but I just thought I'd take uh, probably the last opportunity to go down and uh, spend a bit of time in the in the old homestead mm-hmm. uh, my parents moved in there in 1984 so that's what 36 years and so that's that's been their home since since then really yes um Yeah, so what are you going to do?
1: I'm going to keep myself busy. I am going to do some swimming, etc. And uh, working and Hmm. all of that stuff. But do you want to talk about what we've been up to this week?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, Well, another, I think the fourth week in a row that I've done a 20 plus mile week. So feeling pretty good about all of that. Um, This week was my longest run in ages since probably about February. Um, I did 12 and a quarter miles. Um, It was only going to be 12.06 miles, but then I I just paused my watch as a precursor to stopping it and it said one hour, 58 and 40 seconds or something like that. Mm. I thought, no, I want a two hour run, please. Right. So I I restarted and just carried on for the remaining sort of minute and a half. Yeah. Ground it out. There was a, a smell of sort of burning oil by this point, but I mm. i managed to carry on for a bit longer. Um uh, Tuesday I did a tempo run. Mm-hmm. Um so what I've normally been doing with those is to run about a mile to warm up and then go at it quite uh quite urgently for about four miles. Um, and then wherever I stop, then I just, you know, hands on the knees, kind of mm. heaving up old Ooh. memories. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, Let's not um, go into that. Yeah, and then just trot home. So I've uh, been using the benchmarks um, system on Fetch to look at uh, the sort of times that I'm doing in my tempos and... The times are probably about the quickest, probably about the quickest 5k and 5 mile times that I've been turning out for the last couple of years. Or they're they're up there if they're not at the top. Um, So that's been pretty good. Um, And in between that, just sort of a a bit of um, recovery running really. On Thursday though, I did um, a Who Squares Wins mopping up um, run just to sort of exert my authority on my my one-to-one match. Yeah. Um, so I'm up to something like eighty-nine squares. Uh, I am, I was tempted to go out and get the the a further eleven, so that I could get my hundred squares badge because I don't have that one. Um, but I can't be bothered, Fair so I'll have to wait for another time. But I did enjoy doing a a nice sort of meandering route. Yeah. Try and uh, get as many as I could. Very good. Yeah. So what about you?
1: Um, I have done a couple of really pleasing swims this week and another one that was pleasing for uh, other reasons I suppose Um, so I did a one and a half mile swim on Monday and that was really good because I was feeling really rubbish last Monday uh, mentally and physically and just everything-y really and I nearly didn't get in the car to go swimming and then I nearly turned around at the first roundabout to come back home and then I sat in the car park at Box End going, I don't want to do this. I want to go home. And then I got out of the car and I did, for me, a good old swim.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I basically got my first two laps under 20 minutes, which for me is, is great. And my third lap was just over 20 minutes. So really pleasing. Um, and it felt good. It felt, yeah. you know, I felt like I was in the rhythm and everything.
3: Yeah.
1: So that was really pleasing. And then on Saturday, I had booked a double session at Box End from seven till nine. And my plan was to do five. And I was very nervous about five laps, sorry. So two and a half miles.
4: Yeah.
1: I was very nervous about doing it. And um, the night before, I was in the garden with um, Ian and my eldest son. And I said, any strategies you can give me? And you were quite useless, really, weren't you?
0: Well... (laughs) First of all, I sort of made a farting noise with my tongue on exactly. my, my gums. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of more of an accident than anything else. Yeah. Um, but then I said, you know, I, I tried to go with the whole kind of, you know, be one be one with yourself, that sort of thing.
1: I'm not sure you did say that at all.
0: No. I said something along those lines, or at least that's how it... it, it
1: Maybe that's how it was in your head. but yeah. um.
0: Yeah. Be, be at one with my head. It was and more like just get on in. with it really. Well, there's an element of that. There's gotta be an element of that, isn't there?
1: <laughs> Anyway, so I didn't get I didn't get much encouragement or strategies from my from my two um from the garden. But what I did get was um, a really great chat with myself the next morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only person could get any sense out <laughs> of. So
1: When I was on my way to the lake, um, I was still feeling very nervous about the whole thing. And so I uh, recruited myself to have a word with myself. And what I said to myself was, look, Katie, you like swimming and you like running. And actually, if you really think about it, you're happy if you can swim a mile and you're happy if you can run three miles. Anything more than that is icing. So if you go to the lake today and you swim one mile... That's still okay. So go there and see how it goes and get on with it and you'll be fine. Whatever happens from today, you're going to be fine.
0: Spoiler alert, you totally iced that mile.
1: <laughs> so when I got to Box End, I felt really good. I got in the water about five to seven. I got going. My first lap I felt was really steady. And when I lapped my watch going round the final boys... It was under 20 minutes. I just saw a flash of a one at the start. So I didn't stop to look at anything else because I wanted to do one and a half miles, stop and have my gel and do another mile. And um, I saw a flash of a one at the beginning and I thought, oh, okay, that's good. You've got a nudge on. So um, I was really, really pleased with that. Um, Yeah, so then um, I came round on my second lap and I was just over 20. and continued on straight away from that one and came around and finished that one as a sub-20 again. So just super pleased, really. Stopped then for two minutes so I could wade over, a bit annoying, wading over to get my gel. Took my gel and had a slug of water and then carried on with my next two continuously. And again, another sub-20 and another just over 20. So the final one was a bit, yeah, I was starting to really feel it then. And I Mm. wonder whether I should have just taken the gel a bit sooner. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I maybe need to do that. But anyway, it went really well. I didn't have any stomach issues afterwards and uh, very confidence building. So um, I've booked in another double session in a couple of weeks time to do the same again. Um, and the other thing I did during the week was a um, really nice river swim and um, very peaceful early morning. I mean, I say say very peaceful. There were two other swimmers in the water. We got overtaken by two paddle boarders who were very nice. There were loads of dog walkers, runners. There was you, uh, with with Stephen who went a bit nuts about the whole thing. Um, but the the river was lovely and and just calm and flat and easy. Yeah. There was no I mean I'm sure there was a current, but there was hardly any current to speak of, so that was nice. Um, so Good. yeah, pleasing week of swimming. A couple of runs with the dog for me. Nothing else other than that. I just finding that everything is just tiring enough without piling on too much running. So
0: yeah, well, you've got about three or four weeks to go now to your to your constant swim. So mm-hmm. you're understandably focused on focused on, that, on the really. swimming. So i have laser like.
1: Yeah. So this week I've got two swims booked, and I've got. Um, I've got a date to river swim. Cool. So three swims on the cards this week. So that's cool. That's it. Excellent. That's yeah. me. Job done. Oh, well, I, haven't, I haven't done much yoga. I've done two reasonably tough yogas though. Both of them quite sort of core-ish and um, hard work. So, but only two. So a little bit lux on that. But I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Life has been reasonably hard work this week with work-work. So yeah
0: yeah we've been uh, every time uh, we've seen a physio on TV like I've been watching the test match quite a bit uh, this week
1: I have also been watching the test match what a coincidence
0: yes and uh, you see all the support staff running onto the pitch every now and again when there's been an incident or something and so the the kit person runs on and they're, they're carrying a spare pair of batting gloves or something like that the drinks person runs on and with a drink and mm. the physio runs on and they're like in a hazmat suit <laughs> and you said the same for the rugby that was, was on yeah. tv after the cricket there okay. was
1: rugby on us straight afterwards and they're all standing on the on the um, sideline uh, all the medics and the and the different people and there's the poor physio stood there in his little plastic apron and his gloves and his mask and that's just what we have to wear for our for our physio insurance at the moment we have yeah. to. that's the basics that we have to wear for our physio insurance yeah. and i just imagined that for those guys working outside they perhaps wouldn't need to but they've obviously been advised that they do need to and uh so yeah i've been feeling for those lot like, because it's hot stuff that yeah. that plastic apron makes you feel hot
0: and it's been 30 degrees hot yeah. as well not like yeah Oof. and
1: the, and we're lucky that we're not having to wear the full on stuff that the covid frontline staff are having to wear we're very lucky that we don't have to do that but we are wearing a reasonably hot sticky level of ppe so yeah Yeah. but anyway um so we're not going to go through our normal um routine of going through the comments and then highlights and site features because we're just doing this as um a sort of a quick catch up with fetchy contributions
0: can I do like a less than one minute summary of features and two blogs that I want to highlight? You can do
1: what you like. This is your website. You can do whatever you want. And Keep you're, it quick.
0: You're in charge of editing, so you can edit Keep this it all quick. out. Yeah, I just got do anyway, So So um, three things then, because it's been a couple of weeks since we've done uh, the podcast. So three things. Um, you can trim and split your roots now. So if you've done a warm-up, an effort and a cool-down all-in-one training session and you want to split it into multiple sessions, you can do that. Look for the link that's just above the map. There might be a few bugs in it, so you might want to give that a couple of days until I've sorted those out, but uh, in theory, we're really close to being able to split your training up into individual components. So if you've jumped in the car after a run or you've done a duathlon and you want to separate it all out, then that feature is for you um and there were only two things because yeah um i can't count um but the other one is the monthly infographic which i've produced since the since we last did a podcast and that is a nice graphic picture of your month um showing how much time you spent in each zone and little pie charts for each day on the calendar so you can quickly see which days you put the effort in and yeah. so on Um, So I hope you like that, I hope you share it, uh, like the clappers really, because uh, it's a great way to show what you can do on the site. Um, And I will think of a third thing, and that is that um, people have been saying to me, can we have cadence in the traditional uh, sort of 180 um, uh, range rather than in the 90 range? Because there's two different ways of representing cadence. There's the number of left-rights, or there's the number of footsteps. Okay. Um, and I was illustrating the number of left-rights, mm. but people prefer it to be number of footsteps, so I've changed that now. And two blogs that I want to highlight are Boise and Mole Thing. They were the uh, runner-up and winner, respectively, of our most recent Who Squares Wins multi-match, and it was an absolute cracker. There's not been a lot of sport on TV, but... <laughs> um, if you're looking for all the thrills and spills of international sport, look no further. I, I don't remember more things, stats, but I remember Boise saying that he ran something like 105 miles in the course of one week. That's awesome. All in the, uh, with the goal of trying to win this his uh, Best Wins match. Um, so we've arrived. We'll be on ESPN, the Oak Show before <laughs> you know it, and uh, the Obscure Sports Channel. so there you go and that's me done as
1: you've broken the rules of today's podcast Uh I will also um, and I just want to say thank you for all your lovely comments when we did not put out a podcast um, because it's much appreciated what I would say is we absolutely know that there is no pressure from you and that we also know that it's okay if we're not up to it in any given week or if circumstances mean that we can't do it so we really appreciate you saying it, but we do know it, um, And but it's, it's lovely to hear anyway. Yeah. So thank you very much for saying all of those lovely things and sending all of the hugs. I was just having a really rubbish day. So we all have those at the moment, don't we? And we all have those anyway.
0: And um, we actually enjoy doing the podcast. We do. When, uh, you know, on, on a good day, we really yes. enjoy doing it. It's, yeah. um, it's good fun.
1: Yeah, it's Um, not a burden to us in any way. It's just that when you're not in the frame of mind to talk like this, you can't put it on. I certainly can't. I'm an open book when it comes to my feelings and you would know and I would not feel right doing it pretending to be anything other than how I am. So so there we go.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: End of that.
0: Yeah. So um, like you sort of alluded to, Yes. Um, we are going to go and finish off. I've got a can of lager. It's a Sunday evening. Why not? Yeah. So we've got five featured fetches. <laughs> I don't know whether or not it was it was down to us deciding that we were having a bit of a bit of a a, a bad week for for producing the podcast. But all of a sudden, all of these lovely entries uh, and contributions came in. Um, so we're just going to hit them one after each other, bang after bang after bang. Um, So listen up, it's a cornucopia of people doing talking. So as I mentioned just now, um, Boise and Molfing um, fought out an amazing Who Squares Wins final uh, and Boise has sent us an audio contribution. So over to Boise. He's not the one from Only Fuels and Horses by the way, in case you're wondering. Marlene?
2: Hello Fetchies, it's Boise here, fresh. Well, maybe not. From the Who Squares Wins multiplayer final. How are you all doing? Well, first of all, massive thanks to all of you for your supportive comments during the final. Like seeing people setting up online spreadsheets to get live updates of the scores and the general interest in two slightly crazy blokes duking it out to see who could go around in circles the most time was pretty awesome. It uh, really fired me up to do the best job I possibly could. Now, as a mathematician focused on strategic leadership and with a tendency for exercise addiction, He Squares Wins is a bit of a lethal combination. I've already blogged a lot about the final, so here I thought I'd just share some observations about who squares wins and what you need to do in order to win. So first of all, I think, understand your grid, all its nuances, the GPS misses, etc. Mark out in your mind, or even on the road if your memory's like mine, points where you've just entered a square so you can minimise effort in getting as many as possible. And my experience is you need a good grid, but not an excellent grid to do really well in who squares wins. I reckon if you can access 160 or 170 squares, then you can win any match, even against Molfing. Now, I wouldn't recommend moving your grid unless you're after a grid master or you're going on holiday or something, because moving it will cause confusion and you'll have to go through the getting to know you process all over again. I think the best way to get to know your grid is through your singles matches. Along the way, I've had some really fun battles. Barefoot M sticks in my mind, she was someone who was based pretty close to me on the grid and early doors we traded some fun blows for possession of squares near our respective homes. Uh, Funky Pom and Weser, they gave me tough fights and I suspect in any normal week, Sprout would have got a lot closer too. And I think you need to get to know your opponents too. Each week, you've got to keep an eye out on the matches of people around you because you might be facing them next week. Get to know where they go, what sort of activities they're doing. They'll often have parts of the grid that are inaccessible. And if you know where these are and you can get to them, you'll get plenty of points for little effort. Planning's good too, I think. If you plan your routes, you can make sure that you hit the squares you need whilst keeping it interesting. If you want to do hill work or flat intervals, you can typically incorporate them all within grid with a little bit of studying of the map. To be honest, I'm making this sound pretty complicated, but ultimately, Who Squares Wins is pretty simple. If you can run, walk and ride more miles than your opponent, you're likely to win. The trouble is there's always someone who's willing to run further and walk for longer. So invest a bit of energy in strategy too. Cheers Fessies, Boises, over and out. I love the way that people are getting so
0: involved in this game. I, I looked up the number of lines of code um, that is in the Who Squares Wins game. Um, and it's about 600, which is not a lot, really, when it comes down to it. There, there are not many uh, games you could play that would be 600 lines of code or less. Um, and the fact that it has spawned so many different tactics and um, just enjoyment for people is just really amazing. I think it's the probably the game that's had the most impact and the most engagement from people week after week. Um it's been brilliant. Really loved yeah. it. So thank you Boise for for the contribution as well and, and hard lines on your runner up. But um yeah, yeah fantastic.
1: Yeah, thanks very much. That was great great to hear from you about how you sort of you strategize over it and I'm I'm the like the kind of polar opposite of, of you really, Boise. But um I love to hear about other people just taking it truly seriously and really thinking about it. I think not a lot at all, which is probably what most of my opponents have noticed, because my little track of uh, squares is pretty much the same every week. Yeah. Hey-ho. Never
0: mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, And now, uh, moving straight on to another one, I think this is going to be another Who Squares Wins one, actually. Um, This is for M and Naughty Knickers. I might be completely wrong, but I've got this feeling that it's another Who Squares Wins one.
4: hello fetchies this is barefoot m and naughty knickers and today we have had a little bit of an adventure i have cycled from home in the forest of dean to clevedon on the coast which was 44 and a half miles Uh, at 32 miles i picked up naughty knickers and i cycled the rest of the way to clevedon over the big bridge um, yesterday when I put this to Naughty Nickers, uh, She said I can't do that And she did Because she's awesome uh, When we got here we had a picnic Which was lovely uh, Courtesy of iShep and Jez B77 And the kiddies and running, buttons. Uh, and running buttons
3: Hello. Hello
4: And then we walked off lunch We had a little bit of a run yeah. Around the lake Around the lake and then Naughty Nickers has just done her very first open water swim. My first open water swim of the year, Naughty Knickers' Naughty first, ever, first ever open was water amazing. swim. Which was amazing. And we both really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and now we're just waiting for our Ocho badge to arrive. Badge time! We're very excited and we thought we'd share it with you all. Thanks, Bitchy. See you later. Bye-bye.
0: Excellent.
4: Oh, I just love how energetic they still sound after
1: doing all of that stuff. But I reckon that's mostly down to the open water swimming. Yeah. Yeah. It it gives you a buzz like no other, in my opinion. Um, nice. So well done. So do you want to explain what the Ocho Badge is then for Who Squares wins? Yeah, so... I would, but I'll probably get it wrong if I try.
0: Okay, so the name of the badge comes from the movie Dodgeball. Um, dodgeball, as we all know, is an obscure sport. Could you tell me the five Ds of dodgeball, Katie?
1: Dodge, duck, dive, something, and dodge.
0: Yes, I can remember What's the something? I can't dodge, the duck,
1: thing. dive. Dip. Mm. I think
0: it's dip. Okay. I think it's. Dip. You, you carry on talking. Anyway, so it uh, in in tribute to the obscure sports such as dodgeball, the Ocho is um, a reward for any who squares wins player who completes all activities within one square on their grid. So you need to run, swim, bike, and do some cross-training, which includes walking in one particular square on your grid. Any square on your grid, it doesn't matter. Doesn't Ideally, matter. it should have water in it, because otherwise it's going to be a, a long, hard swim for you. It um, might not
1: be if you had a paddling pool.
0: Yeah. Well, now you're thinking, see? Now you yeah. talk about how you don't have Who Squares Wins tactics, <laughs> but you just don't realise how much you're willing to invest. Mm. So, yeah, put your paddling pool up wherever you want, get in and get your Ocho badge. Do it, Fetchies.
1: So, the five D's of Dodgeball are yeah. dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge.
0: Yeah, there I you knew go. Dip was in there. Yeah. Okay, um, next up, um, and Fenlon Flyer is our next contributor. Um, he sent me this ages ago, um, but we, uh, we didn't have time for it the first time because we had a few other mm. contributors. Then we didn't do a podcast, and now here we it's are. It's only so, two weeks then, isn't it? Yeah, I know, that's ages it's only two ago. Weeks. That's ages. All right. Anyway, it's Fenlon Flyer, and he's doing Project Joker. Hello,
3: fetches. Fenlon Flyer here. Just to let you all know that I've actually finished Project Joker again and uh, initially I put a time in of 22 minutes which I think at the time was a little bit expectant really. If I'd uh, done an all out 5k I think I'd have been well over that. However I've done 10 weeks of Project Joker, a tempo run, an interval session and a long run which I have stretched out I must admit to uh, more than 90 minutes on the uh, most weeks actually. However, time came in at 21.28. Little disappointed because it was rather windy and I think I could have done a little bit better. But overall, I'm quite happy with the result. Um, Knocked 32 seconds off where where I started or where I was hoping to start from. Probably well over a minute actually, uh, if I'd actually done a 5k before I started it. So yeah well happy with the result can recommend it if anybody wants to uh, improve their speed work try project joker and uh, give it a go anyway that's all for now fetches take care of yourselves and uh, no doubt you'll be hearing from you again soon oh and by the way fetch have you ever looked at the resultants or results of uh, project joker from the participants that uh, have partaken in it I know you said you were going to and uh, I've just put my finish time into there and uh, it said you would let us know what your findings are. So, just a little question. Anyway, take care of yourselves. Bye, fetches.
1: Oh, he loves to throw a question at you, doesn't he? Just a little curveball at the end of his reports. Well done, Fenland Flyer. That's brilliant um, for you to have completed it all again and to have knocked a bit of time off your 5K. I just... Find it really impressive that you managed to get through the whole, the whole lot really. So um, well done. And as we speak, he is clicking about on his keyboard, trying to find out what you what the answer to your question is. Yeah. Um, Drum roll.
0: <laughs> and the answer is I don't have a really quick answer because I've got a I've actually got a list of eighty two people who've put in a start time for Project Joker. And the first person, these are all in seconds by the way, because that's how I store it in the database. Um, The first person uh, had a start time of 1980 seconds, which is what? That's about 31 32 minutes. They've got a finish time of 2152 seconds, so they actually got a little bit slower. Yeah, um, if I've understood that right. So I've got a few people, I've got one, two, three, four, five. Five, six, seven people out of the eighty-two who did not put in a um, a finish time, and um, but I've got one person who put in a start time of uh, thirteen thousand. 000... Hang on, let me get this right. I do not want to do a pretty Patel. One hundred thirty-eight thousand nine hundred seconds. Wowzers! Which, by my reckoning, that is probably about twelve hours. So I think they probably missed probably put the data in wrong um so i would need to take that one out of the equation before i work out like average start to finish differences um but by and large i do have some data so i will i'll promise i'll write a blog about that this week and if i don't if i haven't done that by the time the next podcast round comes around i will do a forfeit or something right there
1: you heard it here and you i think really chris you get to choose sorry and flyer you get to choose the forfeit. Make it open water swimming. Anyway, um, we've got another featured fetchy now, haven't we? Which one would you like to do now?
0: Uh, next up, we have Pot Hunter.
1: Lovely. Um, and
0: I can't remember what Pot Hunter was going to talk about, but if it's Who Scores Wins that would be awesome, but if it's not, who knows? Okay. Anyway, over to Pot Hunter.
3: Hello, Fetchies. Pot Hunter here. Uh, can I can see you at the end of... Uh running the 5K Standard and Chartered Great City Race, a virtual race this year. Uh, So I headed out from my working from home, gentle warm-up. Hadn't intended to push it as hard, but I'd chosen a reasonably flat course. Uh, And at the end of the day, I think I needed it. Uh, I've also just uh, finished listening to episode 75, perfect length. Uh, Got my warm-up, the run. Uh, and three days of cool down, uh, at which point the podcast ended, so the last couple hundred metres up the hill to home, I thought, why not uh, do a bit of a recording? Thanks for everything, Fetchies. Uh Catch you out there soon. All the best. Cheers.
1: Well done, Pot Hunter. I, I've had a go at a virtual race this year. I did the Bedford Harriers virtual Green Sands Ridge Relay, um, and it's really quite amazing how when you you walk out of your front door, even when you're doing a virtual uh, race and you know none of your teammates from your relay are around and there's no other runners around you, but you put your club vest on and you think, well, okay. And I think virtually every Bedford that I saw reporting their-
0: Virtually?
1: Virtually. Uh, every Bedford that I saw reporting their time had all reported a faster time than they'd re- predicted that they would run for their leg. Um, But anyway, well done. That's really good. And well done for getting out there and doing a 5K. They are the toughest ones, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been really tough having to only think about racing and things like that in a a virtual sense. Um, I am starting to get little sort of tinklings of information about people putting on races. Um, Ultras seem to be the the first to, to step back into the ring because... You know, after the first 100 yards, everybody probably is is sort of increasingly far Mm. apart from each other. So Mm. it's probably the easiest. And also the fields tend to be smaller because, yeah, yeah, how many people do ultras? So uh, I think they'd probably be the first to return. Well, there's some Um,
1: triathlons coming up as well at Box End. So they're they're creeping back in again. Yeah. Um, And obviously our swimming event, and Night Jars and Helegant Swimming Event, is on first weekend of september um we just have to hope that bedford doesn't get locked down <laughs> yeah they're a bit disappointing um but yeah so anyway well done you and we have one final contributor and it is the um lovely jovial gnome and i'm presuming but not knowing for sure that he's talking about his sheep
0: how very presumptuous of your case <laughs> he's bedford. very presumptuous <laughs> in this very moment. okay
5: Hello Fetches, Jovial Gnome here. I was asked a little while back by Katie B to do a piece about the Mirkwood Rest Home for Retired Sheep, which is what I do here. Um, But unfortunately we had a couple of sad events one after the other and it did rather take the wind out of my sails. But things are more or less back on an even keel now, so I thought I would uh, do a little piece and just tell you what we get up to here question I get asked, asked most often is What is a retired sheep? Surely a retired sheep is Sunday lunch. And in most parts of the world, a retired sheep is a Sunday lunch or hot pot or dog food or whatever. But not here. We take in sheep that have reached the end of their breeding life, they're just dragging on the ground or they simply can't conceive or whatever. And they say normally they would go for slaughter, end of. But here I offer them a home. Um, I can't do it for many because we're limited on the land, but what what I can do is offer some sheep a nice little home until such time as they turn their toes up of their own accord, or we have to make that decision for them. So a bit of a history lesson, I started life, well I didn't start life, my working life started, I was a farmer. I milked cows for almost, getting on for 30 years I suppose, and to be honest i Didn't really think too much about where animals went when we'd finished with them. It never even dawned on me, if I'm being honest. And um, I spent the majority of my life doing that. But then 10 years ago, my father died, um, left me some money. And so I moved here to Boston, bought a little bit, bought a house with two acres of land. And my intention was to try and make lots and lots of money out of it. Um, I was going to keep cows and sheep and everything. But Almost the same day that the first five sheep walked through the door, I thought, I'm never going to be able to sell those. And that was how much I fell in love with them pretty much overnight, which still flabbergasted me from that day to this, because I was quite a hard-bitten farmer. So anyway, we had those five sheep. I bought a ram, and the ram begat more sheep, and we had more sheep. And eventually we got up to sort of, I don't know, 20-odd, mid-20s, and I couldn't just couldn't keep them. I hadn't got the room for them. But luckily, at the time, my neighbour had been having trouble, he got looking after some land for some friends who had gone to America. He had a lot of trouble with horsey people and not shutting gates, not paying his rent. And he asked me if I'd like to rent this two-acre field off him. And I said, yes, please. So I had the two-acre field, which then gave me, virtually doubled what I'd got. So I sent all the boy sheep off down the field, down the road, and kept all the girl sheep there, here. And things have gone on ever so nicely since then. I made the decision that as Elvis got older, he was um, in a position to um, begat sheep with his own children and that wasn't going to work. So I shunted Elvis off to the field where he stayed until such time as he turned his toes up, two years ago, I think. But um, so, of course, we didn't have any more babies. That was end of it. I wasn't going to buy another ram, so that was it. And then again, as the girls here... Slowly left us, sadly left us. I'd got a little bit more space and I saw somebody advertise on Facebook uh, five uh, old ewes as grass cutters. I think he wanted 50 quid a piece for them. Um, It will go for slaughter if nobody wants them. So I immediately sent him a message and said, Oh, Uh, he said, Well, you can't because I've sold two of them already. He said, But you can have the other three. So I loaded up trailer, set off, went and did um, Brynback Park Run down in Wales, stopped at a Premier Inn overnight and collected these three, they call them the Beaudley Babes, three girls from Beaudley on the way back. That was Princess, Hepsibar and Katie. And, uh, and we, we had them and I looked after them. And, and then somebody else saw the post and said... I see you run a sheepy hotel. Can my girls come and stay with you? And I said, yes. And so five more girls came and stayed with us from Coxwold in Yorkshire. By that time, we were getting a bit full again. So um, luckily, nobody else had asked. So I, I just so I looked after the ones I got. And in the interim... We've had girls had to uh, turn their toes up and say goodbye. We've had some that we've had to say goodbye to. And that really is, for me, the saddest and hardest part, is having to make that decision for them. Knowing when, if you, are you doing it too early? Have you left them too long? It's, yeah, it really is very, very sad having to say goodbye. But there you go, that's what we do. Um, there is absolutely no income from it whatsoever. I mean, even the wool, I don't know whether you've probably noticed this year... There's been lots of stories about, you know, can't give wool away. But even at the height, well, a fleece was worth pound fifty if you were absolutely lucky. And if it was a bit mucky, they'd say, no, no, we don't want it, sort of thing. So, and it cost me 300 quid to get them sheared. So there's absolutely no money in that. No money coming from anywhere else. And I got myself into quite a little bit of financial trouble. Somebody suggested putting a post on GoFundMe and... Public and Friends were just absolutely, totally and completely awesome. They rallied to the cause, um, they sent me money and it allowed me to keep going doing what I'm doing. Um, and then I bumped into the most amazing lady I've ever, ever met, a girl called Mandy Foister. She runs ultramarathons. And so I came across her on a Centurion post on the Centurion website and she was singing... So on, on, the, on the course, she was actually running this and singing a song to a sheep. And I said, well, if you like sheep that much, come and have a look at ours. And that's where the friendship started. And last year, everything she did, she ran the London Marathon dressed in a big sheep costume. She did uh, a personal best in the great... Uh, the Manchester Marathon, she ran the Lakeland 50, she ran the Thames Ring 250 miler and it culminated in a running spine race 268 miles up the Pennine Way in January of this year. And in all, all in all she's raised us well over £4,000 and that's kept us going. Um, luckily I'm in a position where I'm earning a little bit more now as well so that takes the pressure off as well. So It just allows us to do what I'm quite passionate about. I mean, I've gone from a a couldn't-care-less-meeting-eating-farmer to a passionate vegan. Um, Just give me a chance to bend your ears and I will. And uh, so, that's yes, that's what we do. Um, Money, of course, is always going to be a problem because there is none coming in. So, again, Mandy, wonderful girl that she is this year, said, well, why don't... Because there are hardly any races anyway, said, well, why don't we put on a virtual race? So we sort of kicked it round a bit. We thought about having multiple distances and decided that was probably too difficult. And in, and then we thought about, well, what distance are we going to go to? And I said, well, half marathon is challenging enough that, you know, some people are going to find it challenging other people will run it quite easily. So we settled on a half marathon. We got a company to do the entries and the registrations and everything for us. And Mandy designed the most amazing medal you've ever seen. It was a sheep doing a running, and I said, well, I'll tell you what, just to make it pertinent for this year, why don't you put a face mask on him? And so she did, and we have got the most awesome medal. So, anyway, this is a quick plug, if I'm being absolutely honest. Um, We've still got, I think, we've sold 630-odd places. We can go up to 750. That's the limit of the medals we've got. So if anybody wants to do um, a virtual half marathon with the most amazing medal you have ever seen then by all means, um, if you Google it, it'll come up. Or either have a look at that or have a look at my Facebook page. It's called the Mirkwood Rest Home for Retired Sheep. And you can go back years and years and years and years and see pictures of me cuddling sheep and being daft with sheep and everything. I say, if somebody had told me 10 years ago that I would end up doing what I'm doing now, I wouldn't have believed them. So I'm bound to have missed something out. I've been dreading doing this. For a long while, but anyway, I've done it. Hopefully, that's it. If you want any more, like I say, please, please message me, talk to me, whatever. um And yeah, we just appreciate your interest. Thank you very much. Bye bye.
1: Thank you so much, Andy. I'm really chuffed that you managed to to do us a contribution and to give a plug to your Sheepy Shuffle. I've seen the medal; it is completely awesome, and it is for a great cause. I've also um looked at a few of the videos of um andy with his uh, with his sheep and in particular when when fred was in trouble um and andy was hand feeding him and all sorts of things to try and keep him keep him well um so i highly recommend you go and look at andy's um sorry jovial gnomes um facebook page um, and um yeah, just really lovely and heartwarming story. And thank you very much. I've also seen some of the posts about um, vegetarian and vegan lifestyle, and I know that I'd love to have a chat with Andy about that as well. So thanks very much. That's um, that's great. Have you been googling some medal pictures?
0: Um, no, I am just entering the sheepy shuffle. Oh. Uh, I I ran twelve and a quarter miles on. Saturday Yeah. Um, and I've just gone to find the, the Sheepy Shuffle uh, website and it says they're 95% full which I'm hoping means that there are still 5% places left <laughs> um, if my maths are still good at this time on Sunday yeah. evening. Um, so I'm signing up and paying my £12.50 for a fantastic medal and to help Andy out. So. Brilliant. If we
1: can just get those last few places sold, Fetchies, that would be absolutely brilliant. It would make my week and month and year if we could do that. So please help him out.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. So if you Google Sheepy Shuffle, it was like the uh, the, pretty much the first thing that comes up because there are no (laughs) other Sheepy Shuffles. (laughs) Not surprising. Not surprising. Club Firk, you agree that we may publish your personal information? Yes, of course I do. Put me down. Okay. So that was
1: our last um, Fetchy Contribution, and uh, we're going to head hold on now. The
0: front pa- hold the back page, Katie. All hold right the there. back page, because we've got it. some, some news it. for Fenland Flyer. Okay. I will not be doing the forfeit, because I've got some information. Right. So I've been looking at the um, Project Joker stats. I have... 70 people exactly who have put in a start time and a finish time, and they haven't put anything ridiculous in for either, okay. like a, a land speed record or a mm-hmm. you know a suit of armor sort of time. Um, and um, I can tell you that the median start time for people doing Project Joker is 1614 seconds, which is. minutes so I haven't worked out what that is in seconds but 26.9 that's the median start time Mm -hmm. and the median end time is a whole 85 seconds quicker and of the 70 people who've done Project Joker who are listed it here 61 of them have improved on their initial time so if you want to take 85 seconds as an average off your 5k time get yourself into project joker I'm I, I, I'm I want that i want that i want that as well i want it i want to do that and then i want to do it again but
1: i'm not going to do it at the moment no but i do want to do it
0: yeah 85 mm. seconds off your That's 5k cool. time who would not want that
1: no everyone wants
0: that uh, you could put that on the front page of a supermarket running magazine <laughs> i tell you it would it would fly <laughs> off the shelves. <laughs> There you go. So, what have you got planned for this week, Katie, apart from getting that next can of lager? I'm going to get a can
1: of lager and then I'm going to sit down and do some more crochet. This week, I'm going to be really, I'm going to like, I'm going to have lists. I'm going to be really focused. I'm going to get through the lists. Don't raise one eyebrow at me (laughs) in that manner, young man. I'm going to do my swimming. I'm going to do some running. I'm going to do some socializing. I'm going to gonna wear my mask in the shop. Don't mention
0: the fact that you're not you're not gonna be socially non distant. I'm not gonna May mention that. that. It's
1: all covered. Yeah. Um, and when I'm on my work days, I'm gonna be super amazingly kind to myself. Yeah. To my clients goes without saying yeah. always. But to myself, I'm going to be super amazingly kind and caring and look after myself because they're, they're tough at the moment. I'm finding it tough. I'm having some days when I cope really well. I have this scale in my head about wearing PPE that goes from zero, which is kind of like, yeah, wearing PPE is like so easy. And it goes right up to 10, which is, uh, I'm on fire. get this PPE off me now. Um, And so that's my scale. And most of the time I'd say I'm working at around a three where would I put that? Kind of like, oh, I've got a bit of an itch on the end of my nose, and I can't scratch it. That would be a three, I suppose. I'm working yeah. around there, but every so often, peaks up to around maybe like a seven, and then yeah. then that one time last week when it was hitting that ten.
0: And occasional eleven <laughs> in the face.
1: <laughs> anyway, I'm being overdramatic. It's fine, but I'm going to be super amazingly kind to myself on my work days this week. Good. That's my plan. What about you?
0: Cool. Well, um, I'm in Wales Monday to Friday visiting the folks. Yep. So I'm hoping to uh, get up on the Welsh mountains for a little bit of running. Yeah. Um, a little bit running on Dad's path. Yes. And uh, quite a bit of just sitting around. Cheese scones. Getting my dad to make me cups of tea, really. Oh, so,
1: looking out yeah. over that lovely view.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my plan for this week, and to do the sheepy shuffle.
1: You're going to do that this week, are you?
0: I might do it this week. I've got until the 31st of August to complete my half marathon. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I might do it this week. I might wait till start of next week. And are you going to do it in one go? Yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I've, I've done 12 and a quarter, so it's just a little push at the end. Yeah. Do it for Heptabar.
1: Okay, not and, for Katie and, then.
0: And do it for both colours of Katie as yeah. well. Okay.
1: Good. All right, then let's say good night.
0: All right. We'll see you next time, Fetchies. We will. Have a good one.
2: Ta.
1: Bye.